Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Constipated Christian Podcast, a podcast all about living out your faith. I'm here with our founder and host, Bud Browning. Morning, all. So Bud and I were talking this morning. Um, for those of you who go to The Rock, you know that um, we've had a heart in the last couple of months to help serve the folks in Ukraine in any way possible. So we're going to kind of talk a little bit about that today, what some of the efforts we've done so far, but um, kind of one of the lessons, if you will, that we've been learning along the way is uh, what, what do you do when opportunity knocks? How can you prepare for something you feel God's called you to, even though the opportunity might not be there? right now. So let's jump into the discussion. Um, Bud, you want to tell us a little bit about um, kind of how we got started with some of these Ukraine efforts? So basically, our uh, pastor, Brandon, um, introduced me to the Ukrainian uh, pastors over there uh, down the street from us. At Genesis Church, <clears throat> At Genesis right? Church, uh, formerly Abundant Life, uh, the Lord's Gym. Uh, took it over a few months ago and just kind of retrofitted the whole thing uh, to their style, kind of a more of a European looking thing. And then the gymnasium down below, when they heard that there was going to be an influx of uh, Ukrainian uh, refugees, decided to use that gymnasium, clean out all the equipment, put some mats down, bedding, and then uh, receive any refugees that might mm -hmm come across the border and just be there for them. <clears throat> and they're uh, kind of a uh, Ukrainian-based uh, church also. So I uh, went over and met with the pastors and the people that were going to be my contacts and the wives and on and on. <clears throat> and just uh, from that point, uh, Brandon left and just said, you know, just kind of uh, just kind of interact with them and just, just help them just be a good uh, neighbor type thing, all the stuff that we talk about. And uh, just this practical application of just being there for them <clears throat> resulted in what do you need? How can we help you? Well, we need portable showers. We need net, uh, mats. We need just all this immediate stuff, food and blah, blah, blah. So we were able to put them in touch with uh, the people that had the shower facilities, these mobile mm -hmm. showers. Uh, we were looking for the mats. They finally found somebody that I think made a donation for these little mat beds and pillows. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... Um, so that being said, now we're on to the uh, one of the people are going to arrive and then mm -hmm. uh, what's going on from there. And we had um, no idea of how many, when they were going to come because this border being uh, closed and open and closed and open type thing, <clears throat> excuse mm -hmm. me, about uh, what, what regularity would they be coming over. So we basically just started putting out feelers at the church. We did announcements. Nick's, uh, Nick uh, set up some stuff. We had uh, blast outs at our church, uh, what they need, what they're expecting, and um, uh, me making contacts with the uh, mm -hmm. business community and if they need jobs. And then there was housing and uh, on and on. So we all kind of worked together on this thing. And they probably got about, I don't know, maybe 40 people, I'll say, to, uh, you know, to come over and process and get out there. They call it transitional uh, mm -hmm. housing, so to speak. They're supposed to be there for a few days and then uh, just assimilate into the uh, community. So uh, that all happened. And as of this morning, we, uh, Nick and I actually went over there and Amy, and it was dark. Mm -hmm. Nobody there. Shut down. Shut Sound. down. Yeah. And uh, they had told me yesterday that they were anticipating that this was going to happen because they had processed everybody. And now that they've closed the borders, they can't get in. Mm -hmm. So 
now we're waiting for Mick, uh, uh, I mean, Nick and I just looked this up. May 23rd is supposed to be the lifting of this Title 42. No COVID restri uh, restrictions, and that's the day they're expecting to have this en masse, 18,000 people a day come in. Yeah, and we were kind of talking about it, um, or I was thinking about it on the way over, and we were talking about it before uh, we started recording, just, um, you know, all right, what do we do kind of in this? what do we want to communicate to our church about what we've done so far and how they can help now? Cause obviously we're kind of in like a weird, like standby mode. So as of right now, Genesis church, they're not receiving any folks. Um, all of the folks that, you know, the Ukrainian refugees who have come, they've been placed in homes, which is great. You know, obviously living in a converted gym isn't an ideal situation. So we can thank God that they were able to get placed quickly and um but we're kind of in this standby mode right now we're like okay so they're not taking anyone in right now we still have a heart to serve these folks as you know it talks about in scripture um so in exodus 23 9 um god giving some commandments on how to treat refugees immigrants says you shall not oppress the foreigners because you know what it's like to be a foreigner for you yourself or once foreigners in the land of egypt and i mean i read that i just see you know direct correlation to us in the United States. I mean, Pretty at clear. some point, you know, unless you're, you know, Native American at some point, you know, every, you know, I, some of our grandparents, great grandparents were once immigrants, refugees, Italians, you know, uh, yeah. so we need to have empathy for these people and, uh, you know, just treat them how we would want to be treated if we were in the same place, because in another situation, we obviously could have been, you know, in their shoes. So we have a, our church has a heart to still serve um, the Ukrainian refugees. But as there's not an opportunity right now, we are kind of talking about, okay, what do we communicate to our church about? What do we do in the meantime? Is there things, that, how can we prepare so that way when the borders open again and folks can start coming in? that we're ready for it. We're not kind of scrambling like, you know, okay, now that, you know, they went from having zero families to a hundred families. What are some things that we can do to, um, you know, kind of prepare for that? Obviously we feel this calling to serve them. So we, what do we do in the meantime, even though there's not an opportunity to fulfill that calling, if you will. So, uh, you know, a lot of good points there. You know, the uh, call came in from God. We, we responded. We loved our neighbors. And we just acted out the scriptures, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, helped them as long as we, as we could. We had people <clears throat> coming from other churches. Uh, a friend of mine over at uh, St. Clair's uh, mm -hmm. actually um, came in and uh, uh, took a personal interest and said, you know, how can I help you guys? Mm -hmm. And they had a couple uh, girls that did some dental work. He found a dentist that uh, did everything for free. Awesome. Uh, what else can I do for you? Well, we don't know how many people are going to come in every day and should we be making meals for him? He goes, how about if I just get you like uh, ready-made meals from all the hospitals? I can get those. Uh, we can make some fro or have some frozen stuff from the hospitals. And I think one other thing. And so they got a freezer and he, he packed it with all this stuff. So my point in saying all this is that even though, um, you know, there is some kind of frustration, I think, on maybe my part, maybe not anybody else's, but I just, um, you know, uh, the the good and the bad or the, or, or the silver lining is we had this maybe 40 people that came in or 40 or 50 families that came in. 
So to me, and Nick and I were talking about, this was the preparation for us for the onslaught of what's going to happen in a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. maybe. So this was our kind of our basic training. We got our feet wet. Um, another thing that came to mind is, gosh, you know, are we always doing these things about outreach and can't really get anybody involved or, you know, the 10 percent, they're doing the 90 or the 28 or whatever. It seemed like this particular outreach has been a rallying for people to just come out of the woodwork and yeah. as i say different churches have come along and so i'm just so um excited about all this the, and maybe that's the the anticlimactic feeling that i'm having is we had all this you know uh -huh. this beautiful thing we all came together we worked out these problems and then today it's uh, shut down so nick uh -huh. and i were talking about god's wisdom our wisdom god's timing our timing i know it's just redundant we keep going over saying this over and over again so maybe if you yeah. say it enough times i'll start to get it but <laughs> you know god did give us the uh the easy opening the uh, soft opening of this thing he equipped us we know who our, our contacts are now we're to send them for jobs the housing the the mm -hmm. showers all this stuff is in place the uh, you know the food and, and on and on so when this does come, it just seems like it's going to be uh, an effortless thing for us just to open the door again and just say, hey, they're back. You know, we got to mm -hmm. welcome them. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> that um, you did kind of hit the nail on the head there where you say it can be frustrating because obviously you feel called to serve this particular group of people and you're putting in a lot of work and time and effort and then you're not seeing the immediate fruit, if you will, because uh just for the simple fact that the opportunity is not there. There's, we went there today and there weren't people there to serve. Disappointing. Think, yeah. You know? But, but on the other hand, we right. should be happy. That there's nobody there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that means that uh, they all got placed. Yeah, absolutely. So, but I think that when we kind of look at this, like kind of bigger picture, I think sometimes as Christians, we feel called to do something. It might be, Hey, I feel called to preach or I feel called to go overseas. I feel called to, you know, who knows what it could be but then we can get frustrated because we don't necessarily see the opportunity there right um maybe there's not there's not enough stage time you know maybe there's just not the funds to right now to go overseas or i mean think about during covid when there's travel restrictions you know people feeling called to go serve overseas but them physically not being able to go do that so I think we can, it kind of, it's important to talk about what do we do with that frustration when we feel called to do something, but there's not an opportunity to do that thing. I think we can sit there and we can get frustrated and say, okay, well, I'm just not going to do anything about it. Or we can prepare for when that opportunity does happen. And so you use the phrase uh, several times of, you know, I I got the call to go overseas. I got this, or I got mm -hmm. that, or me, 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 or whatever. And that's again, if the greatest thing, you know, we mm -hmm. we do this because we want to be the greatest thing in God's eyes, and the greatest mm -hmm. thing to become is a servant. So if you think about the uh, mechanics of what a master and a servant would look like, it wouldn't be me going, "Gosh, I'm so frustrated," mm -hmm. you know, master, that you didn't, you know, but you know, it would be, you know, it would just be, "You're my master." I'm, uh -huh. I, I'm here to serve you. So when your time is right, I want to be available. Uh -huh. And I have to just keep putting that in my head because I'm all fired up and excited about now that I've got all these contacts and I, I, I want to do this, but uh -huh. God is saying, but 
I'm only using you as a vehicle, you know, right. to get this done. So, you know, back off, but <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I have to just get, uh, and again, not just this, but in everyday life, it seems like we just need to get out of the way that, uh, Kyle Eidelman book, uh, the end of me, mm-hmm. I I'm, you know, reminded of that, uh, you know, we just got to get out of the, out of this, uh, you know, I'm doing this or me's doing this or whatever. God's doing this. I'm just available to mm-hmm. be a vehicle or a mouthpiece. Yeah. We need to bring up a important point. I think it is a moment to kind of check your heart, check your motivations, asking yourself, okay, is this more about me or is this more about serving God? and others and i think that if we do conclude well no i really do have a heart like a, if i do have a heart to serve these people then kind of saying okay well what can i do in the meantime because if you look at this situation we can say oh hey the opportunity's not here i guess we're just not going to do it and then you could get a call next week saying hey bud we got you know 100 families come in and you know you're like oh i'm not prepared i need an extra week or you could spend this next week saying okay we know that this opportunity is eventually going to come. So what can we do in the meantime? So I'll give you another example. So when I was going to William Jessup University, um, the founder's uh, grandson, Jim Jessup, uh, had a lot of relationships with different churches. That was kind of his role was to uh, was church relations, uh, the church relations director, um, partnering with different churches, seeing how they could support the school and how the schools could support them. And one of the ways that they did that was they would send students to these different churches to preach. So he'd have like a running list of different churches um, that, you know, might want preachers at some point. And then he'd have a running list of students who wanted an opportunity to speak. And one of the things he would tell the students when, um, they said, Hey, I want to get on your preaching list. He'd say, okay, you know, you got to have, you got to have a pocket message is what he called it, that if I call you and say, hey, I need a speaker this Sunday, you're ready to go. Because if he says, hey, you know, I, he's going to he's going to let you know he's not, you know, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, what he said, but he wasn't going to give you a big heads up like, hey, next month, you know, four Sundays from now, three Sundays from now, they're going to want this preacher and they're going to want you to prepare a message on such and such topic. And then you have time to, you know, pull out all the Bible commentaries and do that. It's like, no, if he's calling you, you got to be ready to jump to the opportunity. So I think that the kind of principle there is when we feel called to do something, you know, we also need to prepare that. Hey, even though we might not have that opportunity right now, God is going to present us with that opportunity. And it really could be at any moment. And I think more times than not, I've observed that when God's presented me with opportunities, it's pretty sudden. It's not, hey, you're going to have an opportunity in a month or six months or a year. It's like, hey, you're going to have an opportunity tomorrow. You're going to have an opportunity at the end of the week. You're going to have an opportunity next week. And there's sometimes that it's like, hey, I haven't been prepared. But funnily enough, I've been praying for that opportunity. I've been wanting that opportunity, but I didn't put the work in to prepare. So that way, when the opportunity came, I was able to rise to the occasion. And our best example of that is the disciples, how God came along and kind of a drop and go. I mean, it was literally drop your nets and go. I got to go home and talk to my wife. I don't know. I just need to come and 
follow me or whatever. So, I mean, um, you know, just that 2080 thing, I keep coming back to how a lot mm -hmm. of people just dropped and, 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 and went. And I'm so encouraged about that, that uh, the heart to help people that are in need, that loving your neighbor, uh, some of the stuff we do doesn't necessarily resonate with people, but something like this really did, you know, that humanitarian uh, part about, mm -hmm. about people being dislo uh, dislodged and, um, you know, uh, bombed out of their country, literally. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, that's something that we got to be thinking about that uh, we need to put that in practice or that practicality of drop and go into our everyday lives as, as mm -hmm. you know, Christ isn't going to call us for like a, a a crisis every day, but he is going to call us in a sense of a crisis in maybe one person's life that if we don't save them from the fire, so to speak, you know, he, he wants us to be there. So if he presents that, you know, to your point, if he presents that opportunity to us and we're not available in our minds or we're preoccupied mm -hmm. or whatever, um, <clears throat> you know, I think we have to start off and we've talked about this before every day, put somebody in my path that'll accomplish your mm -hmm. goal, God, you know, so, um, that's kind of that being ready. Yeah. Uh, so now we're going to be ready every day for the next uh, several weeks or whatever, but we have to be at the ready. Yeah. And I think that we both kind of hit on that, the idea of, you know, praying for an opportunity, you know, Hey God, I want praying for an opportunity to share your word with someone. Okay. Well, when that opportunity comes then, do you have an idea of what you're going to say? <laughs> or I'm not really ready <laughs> yeah. today. You know? Right, exactly. And, you know, I think we could say, oh, well, you know, the Holy Spirit will give us the words to say. And I think that we can sometimes use the Holy Spirit as an excuse to not prepare. I kind of joke with some of my, would joke with some of my friends at school about when a speaker would get up on stage and say, I'm just going to let the Spirit lead today. That was kind of code for they didn't prepare and they were just going to kind of wing it. <laughs> and that's not to say that the Holy Spirit can't speak in those moments. But I think when we look um, at the book of Acts, let me go to it. So obviously before Jesus ascended into heaven, he tells his disciples, you know, I don't want you to leave Jerusalem, but I want you to wait for a gift that I'm going to give you for just as John baptized you with water. I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Uh, that's Acts 1, verses uh, 4 through 5. And then later in Acts 2, it talks about when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And then that's when they were received the gift of tongues and were baptized in the Holy Spirit. So they knew that this opportunity was going to come. They knew that the Holy Spirit was going to show up and move. But they still had to make plans and prepare for them all to be at the place for that to happen. So I think, I don't think that the Holy Spirit moving and us planning and preparing, I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. I think they work, you know, in congruence together. And I think we see that in the book of Acts. And on the other hand, uh, we've done like 40 or 50 of these episodes. Mm -hmm. And I would say half of them, I've relied on totally the Holy Scripture. You can call it a code yeah. four or whatever. But just like today, you, you know, you walked in and we didn't have anything to talk about. Mm -hmm. So to me, <clears throat> now you've you know, you prayed about it, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, again, as soon as I hear it, uh, the topic, I have to go immediately to God and say, well, I am not prepared. I need your help. So mm -hmm. speak to me and hopefully you'll talk through me. But I'll uh -huh. say the right thing. 
And uh, gosh, it just seems, uh, it seems almost inconceivable that you and I could have done 40 or 50 of these things and probably you and I have done 10 of them or whatever. Uh-huh. And a lot of them, I don't think we prepared that much for, to be honest with you, if we're honest <laughs> with each other. I sure. mean, we yeah, yeah. have talked about it a little bit, but to be able to walk in a room and sit down and see what you want to talk about and then go over it for five or ten minutes and then uh-huh. open the mic and go. Uh, to me, that is the Holy Spirit speaking through us. I don't think we just uh, wing that and come up with something that would be uh, cohesive to a Christian or, or sensible uh-huh. to a Christian uh, if we weren't seeking God's wisdom, so to speak. Yeah, and I think it is. The word tension comes to mind. I think there is that tension between trusting God and following the Holy Spirit's lead, but also, you know, praying and planning and preparing. I think the other point that I kind of want to make is that I think sometimes when we talk about the Spirit leading, I think we have a misconception that the Spirit only moves spontaneously and in the moment. But I think it's important to remember that in our prayers and in our planning and in our preparation, the Holy Spirit is moving in that as well. And we can follow his lead in those moments. And that way, then when things, you know, and then if things do take U-turns like this situation um, with the folks we want to serve in Ukraine, you know, we can follow the Spirit's lead on that as well. And also, it's maybe slightly off the the point, but, you know, when you're Mm -hmm. (coughs) sued, we're supposed to not prepare we're not supposed to do all this kind of stuff we're supposed to give them not only what they asked for but uh uh then some also <clears throat> and you know that and the thing we talked about yesterday about uh christianity being uh you know loving our neighbor loving this and loving that and then loving our enemy at some point it kind of breaks down like you know so you want me to give them more than <clears throat> what they asked for when i don't agree uh-huh. with them number one they're suing me and then somebody's trying to kill me and i also i'm supposed to love them mm-hmm. you know we're talking about the, we're one of the only faiths that have that uh written mm-hmm. in there that that's one of the prerequisites or whatever yeah. and it's like gosh that doesn't even make sense sometimes when you think about i mean mm-hmm. uh, to us as humans in our earthly wisdom <clears throat> those kind of things just don't make sense at all mm-hmm. so it's so uh such a stretch to believe that God has a plan for all these refugees, for everything that's going on in the world, and even all this wokeism mm-hmm. and just on and on. It doesn't seem plausible to us that he would even allow this stuff to happen, even the, even the war <clears throat> over there. But uh, God, we have to believe that God has his hand over all this, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, we just need to follow his lead because we don't know what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> all right. So kind of to wrap this up and, you know, just give some kind of practical takeaways. So, bud, so people who if they see what's going on in the news and they have a heart for the people of Ukraine and they're saying, hey, I want to serve these people and these families during this time. But there's not the opportunity to right now, as we've kind of realized with our relationship with Genesis Church, you know, being on hold. What is something that they can do right now to prepare so that way when the border does open up or as opportunities do pop up, that that way they're ready to serve? And talk about your God orchestrated moments as we were doing the podcast mm-hmm. two minutes ago. Our contact at Genesis Church called us and told us what's going on in the whole thing. We kind of shared some ideas and uh, so Nick had some great ideas and, and we'll announce this at church uh, and, and we also will, 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 I'm sure, talk about it on the, on the podcast about 
the contacts that we've made, maybe make a list of the people that are mm -hmm. willing to uh, reach out to people when they do get here. Um, so that we're not running around, we'll already have everything. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Jessica is, is the name of the girl that uh, is our contact. She used the word automated. I, to me, I, I use the word streamlined. So mm -hmm. I think both those words are, are great uh, yeah. words that um, it won't be something that uh, it'll all be nebulous or, or, you know, kind of like in a fog bank about, well, gosh, where do we start? We'll have already completed the task of uh, getting ready. Mm -hmm. Uh, did you ask me specific things or not? Well, I think we were talking about the idea of, you know, like getting on a list or something like that. Yeah, so. we would develop a list of, uh, we yeah. talked about uh, where were these, uh, we had some, a couple of people that work at own businesses tried to call and do like phone interviews with them and, and say, mm -hmm. well, listen, you know, just, just, just put them on the phone because they were saying they speak a little bit of English. But once they interviewed them, they realized they couldn't use them for a call center or sure. reach, uh, people yeah. to answer the phone. But we uh, since learned that uh, a lot of construction companies, door companies, landscapers, flooring companies hire a lot of Ukrainian, mm -hmm. non-English speaking uh, people. So mm -hmm. being specific about things that we're looking for, if, if people have houses available, now we know that they might need a house uh, mm -hmm. to move into or something. So, you know, cars, maybe people would give them a, uh, a deal on cars. I mean, so if you think about how we go about saving and, you know, getting ready, uh -huh. but to be dislodged from your country in one day uh -huh. and the next day you're dropped off in a foreign country and you still have to survive and uh -huh. work and eat and on and on. Uh, this would be helpful, I think, to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the ways that we can help uh, right now to get ready for the, whatever the onslaught may or may not be, uh -huh is to compile, I think, a list of available people that mm -hmm. have something to offer mm -hmm. to the people that are just coming out of their uh, war-bombed country or whatever, with whatever's on their back, mm -hmm. coming here the next day. I mean, you know, I'm extrapolating yeah. forward. But basically, no car, no money, no, or they might have money, but no jobs, uh, no future, no place to stay. So if we can compile a list of people that would be willing to uh, offer them non-English speaking jobs, mm -hmm. uh, uh, maybe cars for a, a like a discount, uh, you know, maybe just offering uh, to be able to uh, transport them around to get to jobs or whatever. So mm -hmm. uh, those kinds of things, uh, practical application things, I think is what when this next uh, wave comes that we're going to be looking for people that we can immediately call mm -hmm. and not have to think about gosh, what are we going to do or whatever? So it, it, we, I, I think to us to be prepared to have some confidence that we can offer something that will have some meat yeah, for those people. Absolutely. So what's the best way for people to contact you, get on the list? So the list that we're going to put out, I think is going to be the needs that we're going mm -hmm. to have. And then the contact information, and I can even put my number on there too, but it will probably be Anastasia and Jessica, the two ladies that we our contacts at, at Genesis, but I'll put my number on there too. If somebody's more comfortable to talk to me and then I can forward on the information uh, to Genesis. Great. So we'll make sure that we have that flyer available um, in the show notes and the uh, constipated Christian website. So that way it's oh, right. there for you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, so great. And it sounds like we're just looking for people who are just, you know, have that sense of calling and just want an opportunity to serve where, you know, we can say, Hey, there's a family that needs blank. You know, is this something you're able to help out with? Hey, this family needs 
a ride today or hey this family needs help filling out a job application or you know this family needs a meal for the day you know just very kind of small practical tangible things so as you're talking the loving your neighbor as yourself mm -hmm. just pops in my mind there you go like if i'm loving the neighbor as myself and my myself as my family if mm -hmm. my family my kids or whatever needed a car a place to stay mm -hmm. something to eat some clothes just mm -hmm. practical things to get them started for the day, not alone or, or let alone get them to work or whatever, but just to get them to the doctor or mm -hmm. whatever. I would do that in a heartbeat for my kids. I wouldn't even think uh, twice about it. I would drop and go. Yeah. So we, uh, I, I would say kind of prepare our hearts. What would also be another mm -hmm. preparation would be that uh, get out of this me thing and I got things to do or whatever. Let's not forget that they're coming out of a situation days ago that, uh, yeah. is much more uh, severe or um, what's the word? Not emergency, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we need to react first before we do our yeah. stuff. And I'd say just that, too, if you feel like a sense of calling to um, serve this community during this time, just be praying about, you know, hey, God, what do I have mm. that I want to give at this time? And it might not be anything we mentioned it might even be something that's kind of random think outside um, the boxes yeah yeah to give you you an example um uh i knew this family they were getting ready to go serve some folks in san francisco they said hey we're going to serve the homeless and they told everyone that they'd be going with hey over the next week pray about what you're supposed to bring to give to people that we encounter and so they showed up the day of and um you know, some people brought water. I brought water. Oh, I brought re gift cards to restaurants. And this one guy brought bungee cords. And they're kind of like, bungee cords? Why'd you bring bungee cords? They're like, well, I prayed about it. And God told me, you need to bring bungee cords. To secure all their belongings. And that's it. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. You know, the they thought, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. But it wow. was seemed kind yeah. of obscure, you know, at first, like bungee cords. That's so random. Very Why practical would I, you know? for a homeless guy. And then, you know, he encountered a homeless guy with a shopping cart. You know, he push his card a few, you know, feet, the stuff would fall off. He'd pick it up, put it back on. Wow. He's like, sir, I, you know, I brought these, you know, I have these bungee yes. cords for you. And he's like, oh, thank you so much. This is exactly what I needed. So yeah. it might be one of those things where God is saying, hey, I want you to, you know, serve by fill in the blank. And yeah. it's one of those things where you're like, hey, I don't quite understand that. But then, you know, when Bud gives you a call and says, hey, you know, we need you to serve by you know that exact thing or so. like you just said god put on their heart you know no actually uh what i'm going to supply is bungee cords or i'm going to supply mm -hmm. whatever so where'd you come up with that well i i prayed to god this mm -hmm. is what he told me to do and i'm yeah. thinking that, you know here's the practical application of it and yeah it'll be something we'll pass on to them and hopefully it'll be something that they need or whatever but yeah yep so if you're wanting to get on that list and serve, we'll have all the contact information on the consecratedchristian.org as well as um, in the podcast description. We'll have a link to that. And at church, the, the yeah. slide. Or... Yeah, and at therockofroseville.com as well. So, All right. That was a beautiful, <laughs> that was a beautiful thing and a very timely that, that she would call and uh, give yeah. us all that information too. So that was all good orchestrated. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Constipated Christian Podcast. However you are tuning in, be sure to follow or subscribe, as well as leave a rating and review. If you are interested in learning more ways on how to live out your faith, 
you can visit our website at theconstipatedchristian.org. And if you'd like to leave Bud or one of our guests a comment, you can email it to theconstipatedchristian at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.